Everyone, welcome to this week's NASDAQ Dorsey Wright podcast. It is Thursday, March 2nd. It's going to be coming out Friday, March 3rd. My name is Will. I have Miles with me, a colleague, work friend, and just personal friend for a while now. He's one of the research analysts here. Does a lot of the great work that you see in the report, read elsewhere. So we're going to be chatting about some things going on across the market as we do, and specifically spending some time on some of the recent gigs announcement and changes that are coming out. He's done some really cool work on that that he wants to share. But before we do that, over the past week, I know we were sharing before we started, market really hasn't gone anywhere, at least like a headline in index level. S&P is down about 1% along with the NASDAQ composite and the Dow. So pretty flat in terms of absolute performance. Been decently choppy though. Yeah, I mean, we, we 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 really didn't see you know too much action, really just rounding out a, a pretty lackluster February. I'd say. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know that kind of on on some of the calls we've been speaking, we're pretty at, we're we're at an, we're at an inflection point. I'd say uh, in terms of hey, we saw the S and P five hundred you know move back into a negative trend a couple of weeks ago. We're kind of sitting kind of in the doldrums. I'd say uh, of, of of what we're what we're looking to. Do. Yeah, yeah, and actually, I got a message from from Jamie this morning talking about an inflection point. I know we're right around that 200-day moving average as well. March tends to be a lot better for the month or for for the S and P in terms of seasonality. So yeah, definitely a bit of an inflection point. See if we can get some get some something going from a from a sector level. I also want to just mention when we get started for the past week, you saw actually a decent amount of dispersion over the past seven days. Materials were up about. 2.4%. And these are just the main spider cap weighted funds. And then utilities was down about four and a half percent. And staples was down about 2.4%. So you saw, saw a pretty good amount of sector dispersion, just not a lot of headline kind of major in index action. I know you mentioned what were some of the earnings that were pretty yeah, big. I mean, one, one that caught my eye was, of course, coming out through Lowe's. Of course, we saw Home Depot and they tumbled after their earnings. Lowe's right. was a big name to kind of watch as a right. discretionary barometer of where we stand. So a, a miss for them as well. They they also moved back into a negative trend last time I checked. So big miss for both of them. You know, of course, not what we'd like to see. Yeah. Yeah. And I was, I know Monster Beverage was another one within Staples that I was mentioning on, on our call the other day. Um, so it looks decent, but decent amount of movement beneath the surface. Anyways, apart from that, I know we want to spend most of our time on the kick stuff. You've done most of the legwork, so I'll let you explain for for those that aren't familiar with the Gix jargon. What is that? And then how do we get to this point where we're, we're going to make into more changes? Yeah, so we're all pretty familiar right across the, the dolly screen or just, just in conversation with the Gix sectors, but we might not know what it stands for. It's the global industry and classification standard. So GICS um, breaks down any company into a bunch of different sub-industries, industries, industry groups, and then of course the 11 broad sectors that we're all aware of. And those are uh, annually um, taken a look at annually uh, and updated to really you know make sure that we're getting a good flavor of, uh, of, of the different companies and making sure that they're all in different Groups. Mm -hmm. How are those groups calculated? Well, kind of the the main portion of it is where these companies derive the portion of their revenue. Yeah, I mean the the MSCI site. You they had a pretty good quote, right? Yeah, it was like a yeah, it was was like a two liner or something. 
Yeah, they're 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 classified both qualitatively and quantitatively. Signed a, a, a single gigs classification at the sub industry level, then working its way up to the broad sector level. Um, so again, you get that that revenue. Uh, where where the revenue comes from. And then also an interesting point that caught my eye was you're not just taking a look at where the revenue comes from, but where the earnings and market perception comes from. So mm-hmm. market perception, yeah. It's kind of an interesting that's that that subjective. So Gotta be the qualitative one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Market perception. Uh that's interesting. I think may, maybe we can get into that a little bit later when we talk about specifically like staples, discretionary, some of the classifications there. And I know GICs changes are not uncommon. We're not like index strategists or, you know, experienced index connoisseurs by any means in terms of classifications. At least we built indices, but not necessarily the classifications of stocks going into certain indices. But I know back in, I remember, was it 2018? Yeah, 2018, renamed telecommunications telecommunication services to just communication services. You saw a little bit of shake up there. And then 2016, that was the creation of the real estate sector, I, I believe as well. So those are like yeah. big headline changes. Well, I mean, and the important thing is, I mean, this stuff is happening annually, uh, right? The, these kind of reclassifications, but a lot of the stuff, and we might be able to put it on screen at this point, um, is happening kind of underneath, underneath the hood in the sub-industries, in the industries yeah. themselves. Not too frequently do we get big shifts uh, in the broad sector stuff, again, like you mentioned, that's 2016 with the with the induction of the real estate mm-hmm. group. Uh, that's 2018 with the revolution uh, revolutionary excuse yeah. me, um, induction of Google, Netflix, kind of into, into communication, whole, yeah, communication yeah. services. So it doesn't happen too frequently when you see this, and and kind of segmenting or segueing into where we're going, um, we're seeing kind of a revolutionary one coming up. You think uh, okay. in in, in yeah. mid March, mid March, yeah, March seventeenth after close, we're going to see some reclassifications that I think are going to be pretty uh, substantial. Okay, yeah, and the reason that we care as technical analysts would be that it's going to affect potential price movement, not necessarily extrapolating from now, but it's saying that just how these baskets of stocks are going to behave could potentially change. Right. Uh, and then seeing those kind of seeing the way that stocks interact with with the different sectors is True. also is also important. And that's kind of where the the root of, of my study yeah. or our study um, kind of comes from is taking a look. I know we mentioned early earlier the kind of the, the qualitative factors that go into it. Our study is really looking only at the price driven factors between a company and their overarching sector. Gotcha. So before we go any further, actually just say what those changes are, the ones that we think are probably most important, both Visa and MasterCard, currently Infotech or technology, uh, housed underneath that tech, tech sector, are switching over into um, what many people say are long-awaited financials. So they're moving over into the financials group. Then you've got uh, Target, which is shifting over into uh, into into the staples group, consumer mm-hmm. staples from consumer discretionary, mm-hmm. and then you've got ADP that's switching from the tech group over into the industrials group, among others. But those are the kind of the main highlights. Okay, yeah, that's pretty neat. I wonder how Cassidy, my wife, would think about Target becoming a staple. She would probably completely agree. Yeah, I was about to say that. And that, that goes with the market perception <laughs> stuff, this stuff, right? I mean, I'd yeah. say, hey, that's, that's going to be market <laughs> perception. Yeah. How often it, does it, your wife go to Target? Yeah, Target, as they call it. Oh, yeah, Target. 
Cool. So you had on on the quantitative point some of the the data behind those in individual stocks. Pretty interesting finding. I actually have been gravitating more towards how they got classified, right? Yeah. So what I did was I ran a rolling monthly uh, three-year correlation return. Now that sounds pretty intense. But Very essentially <laughs> what we're doing is we're just saying, hey, we're taking the monthly returns for the individual stocks. So monthly returns for Visa, MasterCard, Target, and ADP. And then we're going to compare or or find the correlation between those monthly returns and compare them to uh, the monthly returns from uh, sector proxies, which in this case was just the spider funds. Yeah. So saying, hey, you know, are we seeing these stocks um, move in a coordinated fashion with one fund or the next? And if we're seeing them, you know, move in correlation with one fund over the other, maybe that's where they should be classified. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that is that happening um, as a bit of justification for sure. the move? Yeah, yeah. And I know like correlations can become much tighter in down markets where everything correlates and everything gets sold off. But at least 2020, 2022 was a bit of that. But what you're finding, I'm seeing that you've actually like over time, not just in one instance, you've seen right. some of these start to drift. Yeah. And so any like standouts yes, you want to mention? I think the, the first one being that we can probably take a look at is going to be both Visa and MasterCard. Their charts look very similar. So we'll just focus on, you know, on Visa, for instance, taking a look at it now, you see the blue line. That's Visa or the correlation between Visa and the new fund, that being XLF. Gotcha. The kind of darker line there is between Visa and and um, and XLK. That's 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 that tech fund. So you see here at the very beginning, this data goes back until let's see, 2011. So we're seeing there a correlation of 0.4 underneath um, underneath the, the correlation between. Um, Visa and tech. So at the very beginning of the data point is Visa was more correlated with tech than it was financials. Then going through time, of course, you see, um, you know, kind of that that relationship continue to develop. You had that pretty notable stem downwards out in, in 2016, um, where where you were pretty highly correlated with, with technology there of around 0.8 or so. Mm-hmm. Uh, but recently over the last couple of years, since really 2020 or so, we've seen that kind of relationship drop off. Uh, correlation between Visa and um, financials pick up a bit at the same time as that correlation between Visa and technology drop off. And actually at the, at, at the time of, of this recording, Visa is more correlated with financials than it is with mm-hmm. with tech. So acting more like a financial stock than right. a, a tech stock, which is what Gix is that what's that gotcha. change doing? Gotcha. Cool. No, that's interesting. I was also I that chart pulled up and that the charts we're talking about, we'll put them on the YouTube page or on the YouTube channel video, whatever it's called. Sorry. And then also Miles is going to be having the main report piece on Monday where all these images will be there with a lot of other commentary that you can see. So make sure to check out our report this upcoming Monday. That'll be the sixth. I was also just looking at these as point figure chart because I was curious. I mean, talk about a stock that has pretty much gone almost nowhere for two years. Visa. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what this trade inside of it. Yeah. About a trading range. Yeah. Talk about a trading range. Five attribute stock. So not a ton to say negative technically about it, but 
extremely range bound. Yeah, but you haven't seen it really string together um, consecutive buy signals too frequently. I mean, you had back in summer of 22 and then back in, in, in 21, summer of 21 or so as well. Yeah. But we're putting together a couple a couple signals here. You could probably argue that that sell signal was 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 um, you know constructive ultimately yeah. uh, bouncing back up off that and reaching the new highs. So we'll take a look. Yeah. Yeah. So what else you got? You had Visa, XLF, and then what was another one? There was yeah, so MasterCard and XLF. Then I think the most interesting one we'll we'll save for last. That's the target one. Oh, my favorite. Um, yeah, but we can do ADP. Yeah, uh, ADP okay. and 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 XLI, uh, and ADP and and XLK. So again, for we'll mention it. X, ADP is going into the industrial industrial group. That's XLI. Mm-hmm. It's leaving the tech group. That's XLK. So pretty standard chart here. Um, it started off more correlated to the to to the uh, industrial group, mm-hmm. dropped off a bit. Kind of actually to see, see the groups kind of moving in tandem, if you will, over over time as you move across that chart. Um, at least in, in in ADP's correlation to each one of them. That is, uh, but with 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 where we stand right now. Uh, we've seen a bit of a dispersion there. XL, XLI is more correlated, or excuse me, ADP is more correlated to X, XLI than we are for XLK. So again, uh, two for two or three for three for the gig sector. Yeah. Rotating into. At least it's like the like current most recent correlation yeah. and behaving more like that sector. So that'll be interesting to see if it sticks because like looking at some of these in the past, they've they they flip-flopped yep. at times. So we'll see if it, it sticks that way. All right, last one, probably the one that we both want to talk yep. about for qualitative and quantitative reasons. Yeah. I mean, do you see your target, right? You've got your XL uh XLY, uh, which is your discretionary, and your XLP, which is your staples. So taking a look and we're seeing, hey, we're starting off with that, again, that blue line is starting all the way at the bottom. So again, target was not too correlated, at least at the beginning of this study, that goes back to 2001. Uh, target's not too correlated with, with XLY, or excuse me, XLP, mm-hmm, the, mm-hmm. Uh, the Staples Group. Yeah, I imagine the Staples Group like 20 years ago and then Target's business line 20 years right. ago. Yeah, uh, yeah, so go ahead. And um, then as you go through time, you can start to see, right, you the, the kind of rise and fall, if you will, in correlation um, of, of, of target. But uh, where we stand ultimately right now is target still is looking like a discretionary stock, mm-hmm. right? We see that darker line uh, continuing to kind of rank above or, or sit above, that is, the, 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 the light blue line. So, you know, target shifting over into the staples group, not acting as it as much as a discretionary stock is where it currently lies. Yeah, that's that's interesting. And two, I know you have that really light gray line, which is XLP, XLY. Like that's in the downtrend. So that's telling you that the correlation between staples and discretionary is on the decline, right? So they're becoming less correlated. Right. But to put it in perspective, if you take a look at where that light gray line is to start, you are seeing a near zero. So almost no correlation in between the two groups. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure this is a podcast. Yeah. It's a topic for a whole nother day. Yeah. Um, and it looks like it'll top out at 0.8 anyways yeah. over the past 15 years. Exactly. Yeah. But you're seeing, you know, that 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 gray line is really showing, hey, the, the two sectors are starting to kind of blend together a little bit. We are yeah. in a bit of a downtrend, but overall, you know, going back 20 years, the lines are, are blurring. 
Yeah, yeah, and uh, that that opens up a, uh, more of conversation that we probably aren't qualified to have the full thing of, but just conjecture. I mean, that's really interesting to think about what people consider to be staples. I mean, do you call Amazon a staple? Do you start to call all these other companies staples that people buy, staple-ish or you know right. very defensive, durable goods on them? I mean, heck, for you, you get Apple iPhone coming out, everybody, everybody buys that. Is that a staple? I no, mean, you know, what, it's going to be tough. So they're, they're, I think, derives some of that market perception of it. And that's subjective. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how all of this plays out for sure. And again, I think the reason that we care is because some of those weightings are going to change in the broad market. Did we already hit that image? No, we didn't. That, uh, and if that's a good look, one to end on too. Yeah. yeah, no, it is. And and one of those being, I, I think, is, is the direction you were heading in there is that XL XLK, uh, which is that 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 technology fund mm-hmm. XLK. It, the top like five weightings or so are is both Ma- Mastercard and Visa. Mm-hmm. They're holding about eight or nine percent worth of the top uh, of the top holdings uh, of XLK. So I I guess my point that I was getting is like tech's weight is coming down in the SP 500 sector weightings. And then was it financials is picking up? Yeah. Okay. So that's the chart that you want to look at. We can, we can pull that up. Found it. Um, yeah. So to, like you mentioned, Infotech dropping, dropping its sector weightings within the broad SP 500, dropping down, still a leader, of course, mm-hmm. right? Still over 22%, but not over 25% anymore. So it's gone from 25.7 to 22.5. So just over 3%, it, it's shedding. Of course, most of that, as we know and, and have discussed, that's going to financials. Financials moving from around 12% up to over 14 and a half. Mm-hmm. So they're kind of solidifying themselves, kind of stepping into that top three yeah. with healthcare, financials, and, and and tech. Then underneath the hood there, you see some 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 tightening, I, I think is a, is a good way to put it. Uh, consumer discretionary is losing target. And, uh, and, and of course, that's moving over into staples, which is heading up to around seven seven and a half, 7.7% or so. Uh, I think the big thing here is if you look at consumer discretionary, consumer staples, industrials, right? All three of them, and and also communication services, all three of them, pretty close. Pretty close, yeah. Yeah. So you might see some with as market action dictates, right? These are just the kind of the baseline, sure. right? Um, as market action dictates, you you might see these kind of shift around a bit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I always love love looking back at like the benchmark composition for sectors. 30 years ago, yeah. 30, 40 years ago, compared to what it is now. So who knows what it'll look like in 30, 40 years going forward. And those weights I just noticed are as of December 30th. So not, not that you'd really see a huge change in two months of action, but note that as well. So unless you got anything else, I, I think that's the bulk of what we wanted to hit today. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Cool. Cool. Well, I appreciate it. I'll give one more plug. Check out the report coming out on Monday. We'll have some of these graphics in there miles did a nice job with that appreciate having you on the podcast as well oh yeah Everyone, first of many first of many yeah. that's right thanks for listening everybody we'll be back with you next week